here we go. Let's get going. Today's daf is daf pei vav, page eighty six. We did not finish, however, daf pei hey, and we have uh, we've got a lot of work to do. So um, let's get going. We're up to the daf pei hey amud beis, the last two dots. Okay, um, how many? Um, what's that? Oh, we're up to this. I'm sorry, second to last two dots. We started the Gemara and we got up to Nisa um, Mechaprim All right, that's where we got up to. It is uh, 11, 12 lines from the bottom of the page. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah? okay. Let's go ahead for that correction. All right, let's go. Before we start, what did we say in the Mishnah? Fascinating Mishnah. And the next few daf are really going to be focused on the Indian of Tshuva. All right? Take us to the end of the Masechta. And if you think about it, it's, this, is, uh, this is the appropriate way to end off, right? Because we know Yom Kippur as Yom Kippurim, a day of Tshuva. A big part of the Masechta was discussing in the Beis HaMikdash. And we never really focused on how do you do Tshuva? How tshuva works. And what we're going to learn over the next few daf is mamish going to be the thrust of what we do nowadays and the source for all the piske halacha, you know, for, from the Rishonim, the Rambam, down to, uh, down to current halacha. So we have a, a, some beautiful um, dafin ahead of us. Now, just to start our heads back into what we left off with. The Mishnah was a little cryptic when it described that apparently there's a discrepancy. I don't know know the right word discrepancy. Apparently there's a difference between doing tshuva and having a Yom Kippur. It seemed from the Mishnah, which said, Misa v'yemaki purim mechaprim Im Hachuva, that death and Yom Kippur atones as long as you have Shuva with it as well, it seems to imply that if you have Shuva without Yom Kippur, there's something lacking. And if you have Yom Kippur without a Shuva, something happened, but something's lacking. Okay? That's what it seems, because the, the, mish, the mission itself is saying, Oh, Misa Kippurim, Mechaprim, You'd think Yom Kippur's mechaper when you do tshuva, right? That's the, that's the Jewish mahalach and tshuva. What is it? Action. You do tshuva. Yeah, you mamash. What do you mean? Yom Kippur's mechaper about tshuva. We would think, do tshuva, you have a kapara. What's this, uh, you know, if we could say this passive day of Yom Kippur, how does just something that's passive play a role in tshuva? But we see from the Mishnah it does. So we're going to go through some clarification of this there's some fascinating stuff. Here we go. 11 or 12 lines to the bottom of Pei Hei Amad Beis, 85B. Let's get going. Misa, Yom Kippur, Mechaprim, Mim Hachuva. Misa and Yom Kippur are Mechaprim as long as you did Shuva. Says the Gemara, it seems to imply, Im Hachuva, in, if you did Shuva on Yom Kippur, or before a person passes away, they have a Kapara. But if you do Shuva, and you didn't go through Misa or Yom Kippur, it's not a complete Shuva. That's what will imply from the Mishnah. Now says the Gemara, if this is true, 
If this is true, that you can never really do a complete shuva without going through a Yom Kippur or a Misa, Neyma Deloka Rebbe. This Mishnah must not be authored by Rebbe. The Tanya, because we learned in Ebrisa, there's going to be an opinion we're going to get back to over and over. It's going to be a crucial opinion. Rebbe Yomer, Rebbe HaKadosh, Rebbe says, Rebbe Yudanasi, listen to this opinion. I'll call Avera Yishebe Torah. For every Avera, every transgression of the Torah, Bein Asa Tshuva, whether you did Tshuva, Bein Lo Asa Tshuva, or whether you didn't do Tshuva yet. Yom HaKippurim Mechaper. Yom HaKippurim itself atones. Yes, says Rebbe. Says Rebbe, a fascinating opinion. If you live through a Yom Kippur and keep its halachas, okay, in other words, you believe in Yom Kippur, but instead of going to shul and pumping my chest and feeling bad, I, uh, I stayed home and I was uh, playing cards with my kids. I fasted. Yeah, maybe I fulfilled the minimum amount of davening. But says Rebbe, that's fine. Bain also tshuva, bain lo also tshuva. Yom Kippur is mechaper. Yom Kippur atones. There's a few exceptions, however. Listen to this. There's a few averis Yom Kippur does not atone for. Chutzmi perikol, except for somebody who Rashi explains denies Hashem, throws off the yoke of Hashem. Basically, says there's no such thing as Yom Kippur. Okay, a Jew who says I don't believe in any of this stuff. Then Yom Kippur, if you don't believe in it, Yom Kippur ain't going to work for you. And a person who makes fun and minimizes and lessens the words of the Torah, doesn't take the words of Torah seriously. And a person who either doesn't have a bris milah or pretends like he doesn't have a bris milah. He walks around like a guy. Yet, he completely throws away the bris of Avram Avinu. He portrays himself like he doesn't have a bris mila, or Hitaka never gets a bris mila. She'em asar tshuva, if you really do tshuva on these things, then Yom Kippur mechaper. And lo yasar tshuva, ain't nevgebore mechaper. You could do tshuva for these averis, and you better do tshuva. But if you don't, you can't say, oh, listen, I had Yom Kippur, so I walked away with a clean slate. No. These three things, says Rebbe, even though I say that keeping and living through a Yom Kippur is atones for everything else, it doesn't atone for these three things. So you see from our Mishnah, says the Gemara, okay, we take this slow and steady, even though we've got a lot of ground to cover, but towards the end, we'll speed up, we'll, depending on where we are. Says the Gemara, what's the main point? Our Mishnah said, Misa v'yameki purim mechaprim only im hachuva. Says the Gemara, this must not be Rebbe, because Rebbe held that Yom Kippur is mechaper even without shuva. That was Rebbe's opinion. So the author cannot be Rebbe. Answers, says the Gemara to respond to this statement. No, afilu teima Rebbe. You could even say that Rebbe Yakadosh is the author of our Mishnah. Rebbe who says Yom Kippur is mechaper automatically without shuva can still be the author of a mission that says that Yom Kippur is mechaper when you did tshuva. How so? Tshuva by Yomaki, uh, he says like this, tshuva by Yom Kippurim. He says, tshuva, to have a full tshuva, 
you really need a Yom Kippur. But Yom Kippurim loibay tshuva. Yom Kippur still can be that you don't need tshuva. Now the Mepharshim kick in, Rashi kicks in over here and explains that this is talking about what we'll call bigger Averos when there's a Chi of Kares or, you know, or larger, something of, uh, something of that sort. So we'll say like this, says, the, says Rebbe, if you do tshuva, very nice that you did tshuva, but you have to live through a Yom Kippur in order to know that you walk away from Yom Kippur, all the tshuva that I've done this past year is cleaned, mamish completely. All the tshuva, mamish completely. However, Yom Kippur, loy by tshuva, Yom Kippur itself, does not need tshuva. Yom Kippur itself is stark enough to atone. Okay. Now, what did we say next in the Mishnah? Tshuva mechaperes alaveres kalois alaseva alaisasa. A regular tshuva. What do I get a kapara for? Averes kalois. What we'll call lighter averos, not such severe averos. Alaseva alosase. A lighter mitzvah that I didn't perform, okay? Um, I don't know, you had an opportunity to say a bracha, or uh, that, that wouldn't be dairaisa, but okay, something of that sort, okay? Or a lighter laisase, maybe a, a lav she'em by maisa, right? a lav that didn't have an action with it. All right, says the Gemara, usually it's harder to do tshuva on a negative transgression than it is a positive transgression. Says the Gemara, if Yom Kippur is mechaper for a negative transgression, why does Mishri just say, oh, tshuva is mechaper on a say and a say? Just say tshuva is mechaper on a say, on a leisa say, and I'll know that it's mechaper on a say, because that's even easier to do tshuva for. I'm reviewed, reviewed, says, this is what the Mishnah means. Allah say, when a person, Allah say, yeah, when a person um, transgresses. And I say, the alaisa say shenitik laase, and also for a laisa say that is nitik laase, meaning we want to. Why are we mentioning I say to open up a can of worms? We'll call it to open up a conversation that when you have a ase, which is when you have a losa say that's nitik baase. For example, you stole. The Torah says you now have an obligation to be beheshev esagdei lashargazal, or nicer. Overnight food, right? Left overnight in the base of Mikdash. What do you got to do? You got to burn it the next morning. I'm sorry, that's, uh, that's actually an assay that comes about only through a lab. Okay, so that might be different. But uh, uh, here's a lysization. It's already been fixed up. So I would think like this. I would say, listen, if you could already fix up your Avera by doing an action, why would Yom Kippur be Mechaper? Therefore, I need to mention this as a Chiddush. Okay, and say that even so, even though you're, you you um, transgressed Eliza, say since you fixed it up, you could still do a complete tshuva. There's not going to be any sort of chi of malchus. Basically, here's what happens. Just to say this simply outside, you might a question why are you mentioning I say that, that Yom Kippur is mechaper, avada it's mechaper. If it's mechaper and Eliza, it's certainly mechaper and say. The Gemara says, no, we won't even add the chiddush of a not lava nitiklase, so therefore we mention this as well. But Alaysa say Gomor Lai. Says the Gemara. On Alaysa say Gomor. Meaning, it seems that when you get a kapara, on Alaysa say, Hanit Shanitak Laase. What are you going to imply now? 
a regular lice, say a regular negative transgression, that's not fixed up by a positive transgression, there's no tshuva. Rabbi Nolas, you contradiction. What's considered a lighter type of Aveira? Asei v'lais Asei. Okay? We'll have examples of Asei and examples of Elaisi. Now we get to today's daf. Chutz milaisisa. Any Asei and Elaisi, meaning a regular, there's no additional punishment, you know, of Misa, whatever it is. It's a lav or go ahead and do it. All these things are considered lighter, except for the lav of Laisisa. Do not say Hashem's name in vain. That's considered more severe. All right? You see from here that um, the, you, you have an example of a laissasse where it's enough to do tshuva, besides for the laissasse, it's enough to just do tshuva for a regular lav. No, what do you mean except for laissisa? It means meaning any lav, any negative transgression that's going to be mechoyev and malchus, the halacha is Tshuva is not enough. You also need to get the Einish. Okay. Zokta Gemara Vaiter. Here we go. Toshma, come and listen. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Yehuda says, Anything that is like the lava of Laisisa, not to say Hashem's name in vain, Ulamata. Ulamata means lower in severity. Okay? Shuva Mechaperis. Milaisisu Lamala. Something that's more severe than Laisisa. Tshuva Taila, Viyamikipurim, Mechaper. If you do Tshuva, so now it's kind of like, he's not the worst thing in the world, and now you go through Yom Kippur, you're totally handled. That's, according to Rabbi Yehuda, this is the mile of Yom Kippur. Because we can ask, what did Yom Kippur do? If I did Tshuva two months ago, why don't Yom Kippur to be Mechaper? I already have a Kapar. I did Tshuva, what do you want from me? Says Rabbi Yehuda, you're right. By a regular Avera, true, you did Juva, move on. But something that's from the Lava Laisisa and more severe than that, then when you do Juva, it's kind of Taila. Taila means you still have an Avera, but, but uh, you know, you're not gonna, you won't be punished for it. And now, Yom Kippur, Mamish, like cuts the, cuts the slate clean. The way that I envision this is kind of like when you get into trouble. Shalom bias or something of that sort. Yeah? So, sometimes one spouse wants to start, you know, wants to start from scratch. Let's pretend the conversation never happened. All right, let's just go back 10 minutes. Right? And just move on. It's not so easy to do that. It's not so easy to start from scratch. Sometimes it takes steps in the process to regain the, the trust, so to speak, after the hurt. It takes a little more time. So there are certain Avera, Laisisa, uh, a, type of, uh, a type of thing that we wronged in the level of Laisisa and a little more severe than that. So we did Shuva, okay, we apologized, we regretted it, we said Vidoy, Alazachin, but to Mamish start from scratch and to, to, to just completely move on in the relationship and take it in a way where it helped us grow, that needs a Yom Kippur. Okay? Says Gemara, no. Again, perhaps it means Laisisa. Same response that we're dealing with a lav of Laisisa and anything similar to it. Okay? So, what does that mean? Anything less severe just means you're not going to get Malchus. But in a Hanami, everybody could be in line on this. All right? So, let's try to prove it from somewhere else. Toshma, come and listen to the following. Uh, come and listen to the following uh, Bryson. Now, what are we trying to prove over here? What are we trying to show? 
we tried showing that um, our Mishnah had said that tshuva is mechaperas alaveras kalas alaseva alaisase. Okay, and we had a question: Why do you got to Why do you got to mention say It's simple, uh, you know. All you got to mention is alaisase. And Rabbi Yehuda came along and said that it's it's a lava nitok baasei. Okay, that's why that's why that needed to be mentioned. And on that, okay, I'm just saying this out just to remind ourselves the shock of Ataria. On that, the Gemara says, but what about Elisa say Gomor? There's no kapara on that. Is that true? But we had a we have a brisa that tells us that on all positive and negative commandments, you're going to be able to do tshuva except for Laisa. And according to Rabbi Yehuda. How is it considered a full tshuva? How do we say it's mechaperes if according to Rabbi Yehuda, tshuva itself is not mechaperes? You need Yom Kippur. That was his statement, right? That was the big chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Just having Yom Kippur itself is uh, uh, atoned. Okay? And on that, the Gemara says, and here we're giving a, a similar answer. So we're trying to prove what exactly uh, is the importance of Yom Kippur if I've already done tshuva. So let's go. Toshma, come and listen. Next, Bryson. It says about Chayrev, it says Vinake. About what's Chayrev? We know it's referring to Harsinai. All right? So, Maishmena goes up on Harsinai, we have the and he says Vinake, lo Yanake. He asks for forgiveness for us. We should be clean. I would say that Laisisa is included, that as long as somebody does Shuva, you start from scratch. I would say, oh, applies to all laisases. That if you just do tshuva, and I'm not, right now I'm going to use it as the word just. If you just do tshuva, and you don't have Yom Kippur, you don't have a complete atonement. That's what I would think. Talmud Laimar, as Shemai, his name. What does that mean? Shemai Udeina Menake. Only by a Kodesh Baruch whose name is tshuva itself without Yom Kippur not going to be good enough, not going to be strong enough. But every other Chayv if I do tshuva six months before Yom Kippur, I already have my kapar. Okay. So what do you see? That um, a complete tshuva is already accepted fully besides for Hashem's name. So the Gemara says... That really, Tanoihi, this Machlaikas uh, Tanakam of Yehuda is actually a Machlaikas Tanon. The Tanakam of the Brisa. Alma Tshuva Mechaperis. When is Tshuva Mechaper? Or we'll say, on what actions does, is Tshuva Mechaper? Alasei va'aloisasei shenitak la'asei. It atones for an asei and also for a laisasei shenitak la'asei. For a laisasei. That can be fixed up by an assay. That is tshuva. Again, what does tshuva fix up for? If I did not fulfill a positive mitzvah, or I transgressed something negative but was able to fix it up, then tshuva itself is mechaper. What type of avera is tshuva not mechaper for? But tshuva kind of puts it in limbo, you know, makes it, you're not going to be punished for it. Yom Kippur kind of cleans the slate. Akrisis. Balmisis Bezdin. Balaisase Gomer. Okay? So you see very clearly that if you have a regular love, 
there's going, you, you must, you need Yom Kippur. A regular lav, just doing tshuva, is just, do, is just doing tshuva. Meaning, you helped yourself a little bit, but you're not going to get a clean slate until Yom Kippur goes through. So when do I already have a clean slate prior to Yom Kippur? For an assay, or a assay um, that, uh, or a lav shanitak la assay. Okay. Gavaldik. Let's go weiter. Where do we know that this is talking about somebody who did tshuva that only on such type of a transgression is he going to be clean? Why does say Why do we have this strange expression? This means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will cleanse those who've already done tshuva. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not cleanse those who have not done tshuva. Okay? Referring to Yom Kippur. Here we go. Have you heard the four different um, important parts of, a, of tshuva that um, Rabbi Shmuel taught about. Omar, he says, Shleishahim. There's three parts to tshuva. Okay, there's three categories, we'll call it, of tshuva. Uchuva imkol echad ve'echad. And each thing that you do in the process needs sincere tshuva along with it. Okay, fine. So in other words, what happened? Rabbi Masya asked the question, <clears throat> what are the four parts that Rabbi Shmuel holds you need for tshuva, and he says, oh, first of all, there's three. Three things that need to be done, and each step in the process needs a full tshuva with it. Okay, now let's explain. Overall, say Bishop, a person did not fulfill a mitzvah say, and then he did tshuva. What does that mean? By the time you pick up your feet to move, you should know you already had a kapara. The easiest thing you're off the hook for is not fulfilling an assay. Shenemar, shuvu banim shayvim, return, shuvu return banim shayvim. Those who have gone off the derech, avar alaisa say va'asa tshuva. The first says yes, alaisa in the tshuva, tshuva toyla v'yom kibur mechaper. The tshuva is toyla, and yom kibur is mechaper. Shenemar, kibayam zei chaper lechem kochat the seichem. Avar al krisus who misses bezdim va'asa tshuva, tshuva yom kibburim toylin v'yasurim emarkim. Then tshuva and yom kibur, kind of. You know, uh, clean it halfway, take care of fifty percent, and then yisurim and mark him. It's the you have to wait for yisurim, unfortunately, for tribulations to come and kind of cleans, cleanse the the slate. Shemar says v'kati b'sheva pishom uvenagoim avaynim avomishu yeish chil Hashem biyadeh. But a person who has a chil Hashem uh, on his slate. Okay, now this is very fascinating. What's a chil Hashem? So if you, let's just see this together. It's a short Rashi. But if you look across into Rashi, Rashi says, um, I would say it's uh, 11 or 12 lines down in the thin lines in Rashi. Very short Rashi. Chil Hashem. Give everybody a moment to get it. What is a Chil Hashem? Chotei, when you sin, umachtei achirim. And you cause other people to sin because of what you're doing. According to Rashi, that's a Chil Hashem over here, right? So, First of all, it's a chil Hashem, meaning he sinned, and other people sin because of him. 
Ain't like kayak but chuba liplice. Chuba itself is not gonna hang it in the air. Remove the punishment. And Yom Kippur also ain't gonna do the trick. Nor is tribulations gonna do the trick. Ella kulon But all three combined, you did chuba, you have Yom Kippur, and you surim. All those three make it taila. Umisa memarekes. And then Misa ultimately is going to be a memarek, everything. It remains with the person until he dies. Okay, period, end of that. Now we're going to get into this conversation and begin discussing what exactly is a Chil Hashem. Yeah. Right, right, right. Good question. Yeah, so it's shuva with Misa. It's shuva with Misa. Because Misa itself, Misa Alain is a kapar. The same way, it's like, it's like a person's individual Yom Kippur. How's Yom Kippur itself according to Rabbi Mechaper? That's your, that's your time, so to speak. Like this Baruch who's offering that person a kapar, but obviously you need to utilize it appropriately. So when a person comes to Misa appropriately and says the vidoy and so on and so forth, so then, as long as you've done the tshuva and you've done anything else, that's, that's your zman of kapara, and as soon as you pass through it, 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 uh, you know, it, it puts you through. But most people don't have a, I shouldn't say most, I don't know, but most of the cases I'm aware of, they don't have time to say vidoy or... Right, so that's why uh, you do it a day before. Okay. That's the mission, you know what I mean? That's what I mean by the day before, right? You should always do tshuva a day before you die, see? But it's... it's Misa he over here is functioning like a Yom Kippur day. That's how it's functioned. All right. What's considered a Chil Hashem? Amar Rav. Rav says, Somebody of my stature, I'm a Rav. If I were to buy meat from a butcher, and I don't pay him right away, it's a Chil Hashem. The guy's going to think, maybe this rabbi is trying to steal from me, that's a Chil Hashem. Now, listen to this, it's fascinating. Rashi says, Rashi has to stick with it to his guns. Remember, what did, how did Rashi describe the Chil Hashem? I sin, and I caused others to sin. In what way is him not paying the butcher right away and causing others to sin? Zok Rashi, if you look a little further down, maybe around 16 lines down in the thin lines, I don't pay immediately. When, when I'm late to pay, when I'm late to pay, who Aimer, he says, Shani Gazlan, that this rabbi is a Gazlan. And he'll learn, okay, this guy could be a rabbi and steal. Right, it's not the biggest deal. It's like speaking Lashon Hara. Yeah, you could be a rabbi and speak Lashon Hara. Nebuch, right? So do it. So, in other words, people are going to learn that it's not the biggest deal. Fascinating. This is only true that it's a Chil Hashem in a place. Um, where, um, where uh, the what are called the creditors? Creditors are the ones who are owed the money, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. The creditors are the ones who are owed the money, where they don't go ahead and collect, go around collecting the money. So then, the the guy who's owed the money, the shopkeeper, could say, "Oh, the rabbis are trying not to pay me." But if let's say the guy's going to be tevea, meaning let's say you have a butcher. That you go to all the time. And he says, don't worry about it. You'll come in and pay me once a month. 
It's okay, you know, whenever your bill starts getting high, I'll let you know. So then there's no problem. You don't have to pay him right away. He's not going to think you're a gazlan. There's an upmach, there's an understanding. The city of Machasia is a place where, where uh, it is mund, where the money is mund. Abaye, when he would take meat from two shotvin, two partners, you have Zuzulahai, Zuzulahai. You hear this? It's fascinating. He would pay double. He would pay double, he'd pay each one, and then bring them together to make a cheshben, to make sure they would pay, to make sure that he didn't overpay. Meaning, he didn't want to go to one, and the other one didn't see him pay. So what he'd do is, what we prefer to do is not pay till somebody asks, right? Because I'm not sure who to give the money to, so when they want the money, they'll come ask. But Abaye, he says, what he did was paid it all out and then asked for a refund later. So he made sure that nobody thought he wasn't paying for this. And then now that he paid double, he, brought, he would you know, bring together and say, okay, guys, now I gave you each of those. Doesn't this whole thing cost us those? Uh, I, I, I could ask you for a refund. If I walk four amas and people see I'm not learning Torah, or I'm not wearing tefillin, that is a chil Hashem. Because people are going to see me, who's supposed to be involved in learning Torah, not learning Torah. And they will follow as well, is not wearing tefillin. Yitzchak Debei, Rabbi Yanai Yama Yitzchak, from the yeshiva of Yanai says, Kol shechavir b'zbay shemachmas shemuasoy. Hainu chil Hashem. You know what a chil Hashem is? That you create a bad name for yourself, where if people are affiliated with you, they, they're viewed negatively. Okay? That's a chalashem. To do things where people start viewing you negatively, and now they're going to view everybody else with the yamaka negatively. Om Reb Nachbar Yitzchak, let's explain. Reb Nachbar Yitzchak says, Amri Inchi, Shari la mare leplonya. May this person's uh, mari, this person's um, master, um, kind of, you know, nebuch on him, we'll call it, uh, for having what to do with that person. Okay? Meaning, like, it, it, it's too bad that people need to be around him. Amr Abayabai says, What do you mean? You should love Hashem your God. It needs to live in a way on a derech where when people see us, they grow closer and more beloved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person should learn Torah and hang around and do business pleasantly with others. What are people going to say about that person? Fortunate is this person's father that taught him how to live in a, that taught him Torah. So he knows how to live in a terrific way. How sad that there's people who don't act like those yeshiva guys. How sad that there are people who don't act like from Yidin. People who sit and learn Torah 
Torah Jews, look how refined they are. How fixed up their deeds are. And on such a person who lives in such a fashion, the Pasuk says, You're a child that I take nachas and I get, uh, uh, I get uh, you know, splendor and glory from. Aval, however, a person who sits and learns Torah, but he does, he's not honest in business. And he talks rough. You know what? Alright, look, look, the guy's learning Torah, and he's a J-E-R-K. Yeah? He's not a nice person. You know what? This person is sitting and learning Torah. However, the world's going to look at them and say, these are a people, but they don't deserve to live in his land. They don't deserve to be in the company of HaKadosh Baruch. Okay. We should probably spend more time on this. Let it sink in. Tshuva is phenomenal. You know why? Tshuva brings refuah. It brings healing to the world. Okay? So you see that, that um, the word rofe comes from shuvasam, comes from a person's closeness and a person's return to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Reb Chama Brachinina Rami, Reb Chama Brachinina, that's the contradiction. Ksiv Shuvavonim Shavim, return those who have turned away, and a Kara Shavim Atem, which means many of us are Bali Tshuva, yeah? Many of us in the beginning, we had, we had uh, things that we turned to that were uh, not supposed to be priorities in life, okay? Ksiv, Erpa Mishvoi Seichem, and guess what happened? We learned. And therefore, we are completely healed from our waywardness. Okay? So you see that the person is completely healed. Says the, uh, but, but it's a contradiction. Because one says, you're still called people who have gone away. The other one says it's gone. So what's the shot? Like Kasha, Kan Ba'ava, Kan There's two ways to do Tshuva. You can do Tshuva Meyira, out of fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that, you know, is the person is not so close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, what does tshuva mean? Tshuva does not mean repentance. Tshuva means to come close to the Rabbi Yisrael. So when a person uh, does, does tshuva out of ava, ava is a closeness. Yira is not, a, is not as close. Yira, there's still a relationship, but it's not as close. And therefore, tshuva done from yira, you're not mamish starting with a complete healing. Review Rami. If you would ask the contradiction, if it says, I will take you one from a ear, one from a city, two from a family. So the question is, that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, how does he view us? You know, how does he view his relationship with us? Like Bonim? Or like servants, like Kasha, Kamba, Ava, Oi, Biyira, Khan, Al Yadei, Yisurim. Yeah, it depends. It depends when a per, right when a person uh, has children, so a child's obligated to to love their parents and fear their parents. 
And however, when it comes to Yisurim, Yisurim suffering usually comes through a relationship of servitude. Um, Rebbe Levi, Levi says, Tshuva is great because it reaches the Kisi it, it not Because it is so great that it reaches all the way to the Kisi As it says, Shuvu Yisrael, Ad Hashem Alekechon. And Yid the Shuva, Imamish goes, Ad Hashem Eloi Kecha. All right. Let's keep going. I'm going to read a little faster over here. We've got about 10 minutes left. I'm going to try to cover as much of this Amur as possible. So uh, if anybody wants to spend more time on this afterwards, we'll go back. We could spend time, uh, you know, when, uh, when it gets a little, uh, the, the daf gets a little shorter. But we're going to have to wait a little bit. <laughs> Here we go. Because we've got a lot to cover the next few days. When a person sends away his wife and she goes and marries somebody else, you're not allowed to ever remarry her. Because Baruch says, you know what happens? You, Klai, so you know how many times you went and, and, uh, and married? You, you, you tried divorcing me, Hashem says to call you so. You tried getting rid of me, and what'd you do? You went and remarried somebody else. You fell in love with, uh, with other Abedazaras and other Abedazaras and other things, and now you're coming back to me. So says Rabbi Echanan, you see, there's a lice in the Torah. A man is not allowed to remarry a wife if she married somebody else in the interim. A tshuva overrides that concept. Because Baruch Hu does take us back in tshuva, even if we've gone off and married Tshuva is great, brings the gula close. Why is there going to be why is there going to be a gula because of the tshuva of Kaisal? Tshuva so great, even if you do an aver on pipes, it becomes as if we did it by mistake. Okay? Called a mikshal. What's a mikshal? A mistake. So you call it a mikshal. So you see it changes something that's purpose to something that is a mistake. So the Gemara, it's not true. A person does shuva, he's mamish going to live for everything. And you see that even the Averis don't only become shaygagin, don't only become uh, mistaken, you could even become a schos for a person. Like Kasha, you know when these things happen, says the Gemara, beautiful, Kame Ava, Kame Yira, same answer we've given before, and that is, when a person does Shuvat of Ava, the Averis, not only, the, the purposeful Averis not only become inadvertent or mistaken Averis, it even becomes a schos for a person. Because he used it to catapult himself closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But if a person, however, only does Shuvat out of Yira, out of fear, then if he did a avera on purpose, it doesn't become a schus, but it becomes a, uh, a mistake, a mistake in avera, which is less of a punishment. Shuva lengthens literally the life of a person. When a person turns away from rishus, that's what brings life to him. says. A human being. What happens? We say we're, we're not nice to other people. Guess what? You don't know whether the guy's going to forgive you. 
If he does forgive us, maybe he'll say, yeah, I forgive you, and you're really not. You don't know whether he means it. I'm going to make it like you did something good. You get a mitzvah for doing tshuva. I'm going to give you a mitzvah to do it. You hear this? Not only am I going to accept it, it's a mitzvah for what you did. Maybe you'll talk about a par chayva. Now a par chayva is when you do an avera on because uh, you're nervous to, uh, for being punished. Okay, these are people who are doing it. We're talking about a, a animal that's being brought out of love for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And as we know, what's sensible is when a person brings a karma because you're obligated to, or a person brings a karma because you want to, the want is going to bring more of a relationship than the obligation. In this context, don't get confused with. Because that's a different concept than the one we have here. Okay. Tani, we learned in the Brisa. Tshuva is so great. When one person does Tshuva, the whole Avera, the whole world could get a Kapara. From him, the whole world gets a gets a Tshuva, gets a Rafua. Echidami Bal Tshuva. Says the Gemara, how do you know if I'm a true Baal Tshuva? How do I know if I'm a true Baal Tshuva? I'm Rav Yehuda. You know when you've done Tshuva on something? When that opportunity has reared its head again, once or twice, and I withheld from it. I've done Tshuva. Okay? Machvei Rav Yehuda Ba'isa Isha Okay? And he says, Rebuda says, we're, we're dealing with the same, his idea over here is the same level of taiva, the same level of desire comes your way again, um, twice, two times more, and you're able to withhold yourself. That's a, that's a, that's a complete tshuva. Okay? But if it wasn't the same uh, desire or the same situation, you don't know necessarily that, uh, or we haven't necessarily done a complete shuv. Omar Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says, Rav Rami. Rav asked the contradiction. Ksiv says in the Pasuk, Ashrei nosi pesha kesoi chato. Praiseworthy is a person who sins and is not proud of it, keeps it private. Don't tell anybody. You did not bear Keep it to yourself. Uksiv. And a Pasuk says, A person who shoves his Averis under the rug, is not going to be successful. So how do we understand these two Pesukim? says, There's no question. Okay? It depends how the Avera was done. All right? If it was a public Avera, so then it's taka chil Hashem, so to speak, right? It's a, it's a problem. Um, and therefore, if by telling people you're Avera, it's going to bring 
people to be more aware of Averis in the world, you shouldn't tell them. However, once people know about it, it's Kedai to do tshuva publicly. And to let people know, you know what, I did this publicly, I agree I did it, I regret it, and so on and so forth. So in other words, it just depends on the context of the Avera that will determine how and the best way to do tshuva. Um, this is by Averis that are okay, when it comes to interpersonal uh, relationships, kan and another one's talking about relationships when it comes to Baruch meaning when it's between me and other people, I have to tell those people, I have to let them know, I have to go ask Shuba, ask for forgiveness. I didn't put on phone today. I didn't, whatever. You have to go ahead and tell people, no shaykhs, it's between you and everybody. When a person does an Avera the first time, he could be assured he got a straight up Mechila. Second time as well. Shlishis Meichelai, third time as well. Revias the fourth time, not as well. A Meichelai, Shenamar Koyamar Hashem, Al Shalish Pusha Yisrael, Bal Arba Loyashivenu, Yaimar Hen Kalela, Yifal, Kael Pamayim, Shalish Im Gover. Okay. Tupsukim. Says Gemara, why Tupsukim? My Baimer. Why do you got to bring Tupsukim to show me there's only three times you get a Kapara, the fourth time you don't? You're, you'll get a Mechila, and the fourth time you don't. Because maybe you said, if you can tell me that one's talking about when you're do, dealing with a tzibur. Tzibur doesn't have air. So the question was, why do you got to bring two psukim? One's referring to a tzibur, and one's referring to an individual. I will not accept their tshuva. Okay? Now, What's the deal over here? Why? I mean, why if I do an Avera a hundred times, why can't I get a tshuva? So we're referring to over here, just the idea that once a person does it multiple times, over and over, of course you could eventually do tshuva, but you're not even going to chap what tshuva needs to be done because it's, gonna be, it's not going to be so severe in the person's mind for them to care enough. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Nachon. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. It's a drusha. I'll agree with you. I'll agree. Yeah, you have to say this, but Derek Drush, that the Chachamim were obviously bothered by the way that Pesach was written. Why did it need to be written like that? Maybe say their names or something of that sort. Right? Give a list, and therefore it's hinting to additional practical uh, applications as well. All right, let's get one more brisa in before holding here for today. Talk about the rabbis learned. And so should we. Avera she svada aleim yom kippurim zeh. An avera that a person already went through a yom kippur for leis svada yom kippur machet. You already did vidui about avera for last year. You don't need to keep it in mind for the next year. V'mshana v'mshana b'hem. If you did those averas again this year, then tarok lezvada yom kippur machet. Then okay, you got it. It's a new avera. You go to yom kippur. V'mloishana b'hem. If you didn't do it again, because of svada aleim, but you did a vidui, Allah because of Amerika kelav shav al kei kisil shrine that be ivalta. Don't do it. Stop being, in other words, it's a foolish thing to do. Don't do 
on Yom Kippur be busy worrying about something that you already went through or Yom Kippur worried about. You did it, finished. He says, no. No, better. It's mishubach, it's fortunate, it's praiseworthy. My chatoam are in front of me every day. What does it mean? Like a dog who turns to foolishness. Becomes permitted to him. It's permitted. He starts to view it as if it is permitted. We're going to hold it here for today. Again, we fell a little bit short of completely uh, finishing the daf. We'll hold it here for today and pick up from the Tzarek Lifreit Esachet tomorrow. So whoever wants to head over to Mincha Ken, I'll say a short vert uh, on this, however, for those who, who uh, want to hang on. This Pasuk of um, Rav... Uh, Yeah, Rav Yaakov says that it's meshubach, it's, it's praiseworthy to ask for a kapara on the second Yom Kippur again, because the pasuk says ki peshayani, I'm, I'm a paisheya v'chatosi l'negdisam. The davar mal says, oh, v'chatosi, my avera is constantly in front of me. The Satmar Rebbe had a chassid that was very tzibrach and very broken, and he's a depressed guy, big garishimayim, depressed guy. Calls him over. He says, Lou, what's going on? It's been a couple months since you smiled. Yeah, what's going on? He says, Rabbi, I did Avera. I did tremendous Avera. And I, I, I can't get out of my mind. Drive me nuts. Can't get out of my mind. So the Rabbi says, You, uh, you have Harata? He says, Yeah. He said, Vidoy? Yeah. He says, Makabla Allah said, Do you accept it for the future? Yeah. He's like, Okay, so you're done. Why is it bothering you so much? So he says, "V'chatosi negdi sum." Quotes his pasuk. You should always have your chet in front of you. Don't forget about your averus. Constantly do tshuva. Says the Rebbe Azai. Beautiful. He says, "Listen. Every day, ideally, a yid should make a cheshbon anefesh. The carbon hatamid. Was it brought the entire day? No. It was brought once in the morning and once at night." The Tamid Shal Shachar was called the Tamid. The Tamid Shal Bein Arbayim was called the Tamid. And how often was the Tamid Shal Bein Arbayim brought? Once a day. He says, Tamid doesn't mean constantly every second of your life to be fadimian in this, to be caught up in this. Tamid means, all right, make a day to Cheshman Nevesh. Was today good? Yeah, fine, fighter, move on. You spend one minute a day and then forget about it. You forget about it. You got to move on. You, you have, oh, if, if a person rolls in the mud, they get you know they they, they stay dirty. You got to get out of the mud. So it's a a, a nice vert on this pasuk. All right, we'll hold it here and uh, we'll see everybody shortly, Mitzvah.